Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are doing a series called The Leadership Style of James, having a look at the book of James. And uh, James was quite a unique leader, man, a few words, but an action-packed man. And we're on week number two. Last week we looked at the fact that he led with humility. And uh, this week I want to focus on the fact that James led with courage. And uh, I want to start by just reading a couple of verses at some of the things he said and the way he said it and to who he was speaking. For example, from the first chapter, James 1 verse 10, James says this, But the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower. That's quite a big statement to make to the rich folk in your church. James 2 verse 20, he says, You foolish people, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Another quite bold statement calling a whole lot of people in your church foolish. And then in uh, chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So the point is this. As a leader... There are going to be times when your courage will be tested. And one of the signs of courage is the willingness uh, to say things that you know could be offensive. People could take them the wrong way. But what I love about James is he was committed to speaking truth. Now, I'm going to look at truth in more detail in a few weeks' time. I want to look at the courage behind it right now. Oftentimes, the people that a pastor least wants to offend are the rich because rich leave, so does their tithes. And yet here is James using strong words, challenging people with Uh, bold statements. Now, this is not a license for rudeness. Now, there's a big difference between speaking the truth courageously and just being rude or being offensive on purpose. Uh, I'm not talking about not having intelligent, uh, an emotional intelligence to know how to say things and when to say things. But what I am speaking about, for someone like myself, who's prone towards people-pleasing and wanting to say things that are popular to get people to like you, I need a lesson like this. I need the challenge as a leader of learning to muscle up and the courage to say what needs to be said, to speak out, to speak up, instead of holding back to keep people happy. I remember early days of the the church when uh, I think at least half our tithes and offerings all came from one couple. They sort of were keeping the church afloat during that first year. And uh, during that first year of the church plant, we had a team come from the outside. They came in. It was a a music praise and worship team. And we had an incredible Sunday. They were just uh, playing these songs. We were singing, dancing, going crazy. It was by far the best worship time we'd ever had in the life of the church. Well, Monday morning, I get a phone call from this couple that was keeping us afloat financially. And they asked me, come around for a cup of coffee. And while we're having coffee, he looks at me and he said, Brent, please just give me some assurance that what we did on Sunday was a once off and that we're not going to become some kind of happy, clappy church where we're all bouncing, singing. And, and I remember in that moment, the, almost like that, that fear that rises up inside of if, if I say to him, no, actually, we've got a vision to be like David who danced before the Lord with all his might. We see it. People worship with tambourines and dancing. It's in the Bible. Or do I tell him what he wants to hear? And, and I remember facing that dilemma right there. And, oh, dear God, please help me. And, and, and the encouragement thing is I think the Holy Spirit, not think, I know that the Holy Spirit, just like with James, empowers us as leaders if we trust him to speak truth and to speak boldly. 
So I said, no, actually, this is what God has called us to. Amazing thing was he looked at me and he said, good, I agree with you. I was just testing your conviction. Well, I wanted to test my punching ability right then. But the point is this, leaders, we will be faced with times when your temperament or personality type will want to hold back, but courageous leaders need to step forward and speak. And it's not just speaking truth. There's another aspect to it as well. It's decision making. Uh, One of the signs of an insecure leader is holding back on a decision, holding back on a decision decision out of fear of being wrong. Courageous leaders need to step forward and make a decision. Rather make a decision prayerfully with faith and it turns out to be wrong than not make any decision which ultimately results in a decision anyway. So the good news is that the Holy Spirit really does help us overcome our personality and temperament weaknesses. And uh, that certainly is an encouragement for me. Now there's a famous example of how the fullness of the Holy Spirit can radically transform someone's temperament. Remember the story about Peter. Now, Peter, as a, as a disciple of Jesus, he had the self-image. He thought he was big and bold, but at the cross, we saw just how cowardice and self-preserving his heart was. Under pressure, he denied Jesus. Remember, three times, I swear, I've never known this man. So the reality was, there was fear inside of him. He had a fear of being exposed, and, and under pressure, he was just trying to look after himself. And yet just a couple of weeks later, after being filled with the Holy Spirit, we read those famous words in Acts 4 verse 13, where it says, When the authorities saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They saw courage. What a transformation. That's the good news, leaders. We can truly trust the Holy Spirit. We can believe, Holy Spirit, you are going to give me grace to be courageous. Courageous to say what needs to be said, even if it's unpleasant popular and to make a decision, even if I know some people may not like it. I remember going into, uh, into Pakistan the first time. I was traveling with a friend from church. And, and I remember that, that sense of crossing the border now out of India into Pakistan. And, and it was a sense of the unknown sense of what it's going to be like. I remember walking in to uh, the, the immigration officer surrounded by the military and security checkpoints thinking, dear God, what, what, what's this going to be like? And, and as we walked up, I was praying, please, Holy Spirit, we need your help. And and that uh, custom official, he took my passport from my hand. And, and I remember he brought it straight up to his nose and he smelt it. He says, oh, I love the smell of a South African passport. And just like that, it was like the Holy Spirit reminding me. He is with us and he can give us courage more than what you may have by temperament or the type of person you are. The Holy Spirit can give us courage as leaders. So I want to encourage you fellow leaders that the Holy Spirit can lift your courage levels beyond what you think you are capable of. To feel fear is normal, but it's a temptation like any other. And just the words, a famous quote from Craig Grishel, who leads Life Church across in uh, in the States. He says, the pathway to your greatest breakthrough is straight through your greatest fear. Leaders, we're going to have to be comfortable with the fact that we will face fear. It's a temptation, but we've got to embrace it, trust the Holy Spirit and step through it. Let me leave you with uh, three quick questions. Question number one, do you battle to make decisions or hold back on speaking truth because you are afraid of the consequences? Why don't you start with a little bit of introspection? Yep, that's me. Certainly for me, this is a a challenge that I'm learning to overcome. Number two, can you recall examples from your own life when the Holy Spirit has helped you step through fear and not back away? Everything inside of you wanted to play it safe, hold back, and yet you didn't. And now you look back and say, yes, Lord, you were with me and you empowered me. And then number three, To grow your leadership capacity will require growing your courage. Are you willing to commit to not allow fear to keep you small? 
That's the commitment I'm challenging you with today. We're never going to not feel fear. That's part of the leadership job. But are you willing in every time you feel it to say, Lord, I know that you're with me. The closer I am to Jesus, the more courageous I become. I really hope that helps. This certainly for me is a lesson that I need to learn and grow in more and more. And I hope that it helps you as well. Until next time then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.